Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's time for another episode of the Jumbo Package Football Show. This is sort of the week recap we have after the weekend of wild card football games here Monday morning. Uh, what a weekend. What a weekend of football. That was a great weekend. Couldn't ask for anything better. Um, it's been a interesting few days here. Uh, we'll just get down into it right away. Um, we'll just start. We'll start with the scores. Uh, Indianapolis defeated Houston twenty-one-seven. Uh, Dallas defeated Seattle 24-22. The Chargers took down Baltimore 23-17. And the Eagles went into Chicago and upset the Bears 16-15. We'll start with the first game. Uh, We'll start with Indianapolis over Houston. Uh, The Colts basically scored the first three touchdowns of the game and did not let up any other well, they let up the touchdown after it. They didn't score, but they, it was 21 nothing at halftime, and pretty much you knew that this game was over. Um, it wasn't very close, I guess. Um, but, no, it's just Indianapolis do- dominated. Uh, did a really nice job of shutting down Watson for the most part. Houston could not get anything going offensively. And, and the Colts... Uh, Colts won, and they're moving on to Kansas City next week. Um, it was fun. It was funny watching this game because I was listening. Um, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts I listen to, and, and Chris Sims and Adam Lefko because I feel like those are really smart guys that uh, you know. People should pay attention to. If you're not going to listen to me, listen to those guys. Those guys are really smart and they're knowledgeable and they know what they're talking about. Um, it, it, Adam Lefko said beforehand about how really the Texans' offense is just some like screens to Hopkins or screens to Lamar Miller or maybe like a deep over every once in a while. And I never really thought about that. I'm like, yeah, you know, he's probably, you know. There's probably some truth to that. And then I watch it like, oh, my God, no, there's so much truth to that. Adam Lefko nailed that. Um, the biggest issue I think that the Texans are facing, and the reason why they didn't win this game is because of the fact that they just don't have an offensive line. They have absolutely zero protection for Watson, because Watson, I think, was easily one of, if not the most sacked quarterback um, in the league uh, this year. Um, but they don't, and they don't have a running game. Uh, they like Lamar Miller's not a horrible running back, but he's not, he, he's not that great, and he's not going to be the guy to break through the holes. Or create holes because they can't break. They they don't have any holes in the Houston. They, like they can't create holes in the Houston offensive line, and he's not the guy to create the hole the holes. So uh, it's really just on Watson to make those plays. And you know Watson 
is a decent quarter. Like he's a good quarterback, but you know, you could see on Saturday, he just yeah, he, he, like he overthrew some guys. He underthrew some guys. He wasn't he wasn't that act. He was inaccurate on I'd say about you know three or four different plays. And if he could have made some of those plays, that might have made a difference. But uh, there's got to be there's got to be some current concern, I would think, for the accuracy of uh, Deshaun Watson. So, uh, as for the winning team, the Colts, um, yeah, they just they look good. Andrew Luck had a good game. Um, you know, he threw for 222 yards, two touchdowns. Nice game running the football for Marlon Mack. He had 148 yards and a touchdown. Um, that was good to see. He showed off. But, no, this was a game of just the Colts defense shutting down the uh, Texans offense. And, yeah, it was, a great, it, was, it was great to watch if you're a Colts fan, and it kind of summed up your season, I think, if you were a Texans fan. So... Anyways, um, yeah, that will, we'll just leave it at that. It was, yeah, good job, Indianapolis. Congratulations. Congrats, congratulations to Andrew Luck after going through all what he's gone through and to win a playoff game against a division rival like that. That's got to be pretty nice. Um, all right. The Saturday night primetime game where my Seahawks lost, uh, Dallas, 24-22. I I do want to give credit where credit is due to Dak Prescott. Uh, Prescott was 22 of 33, uh, 226 yards, one touchdown, uh, one interception. But he had a really, like, the play of the game was... It was, I think it was third and fourteen. I want to say it was. This was near the end of the game. They were just, they were trying to, you know, put the nail in the coffin on Seattle's season, right? And pretty much, it's a third and sixteen or third and fourteen. It's about sixteen yards away from the end zone. And what does he do? Dak Prescott, a QB draw, and he runs for like 16 yards and he's down at the one or 15 yards. He's down at the one yard line. That's a bold play call. I like, I like that play call. Um, I was not expecting that. And I don't think the Seattle defense was either. So kudos to the Dallas Cowboys and make, you know, making that big play call. To, uh, to essentially seal the game. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he, had 100, 137 yards on 26 carries and a touchdown. Um, my takeaway from Seattle in this game, it's just the running game wasn't there. Um, you know, Chris Carson didn't have that great of a game. Rashad Penny had a few good runs, but, you know, the run game as a whole was just not there. And that, I think, has to, you know, it, that is partially on Seattle. But that is also on the Dallas defense for being able to shut it down, for stopping um, the Seahawks' run game. Because the Seahawks had a really t- 
tough run game all year. Um, but no, that was it was a it was an exciting game. I thought, anyways. Um, it's just too bad that Seattle couldn't get their offense going. Uh, I would have loved to have seen um, sort of Janikowski make that field goal at the end of the half because then we probably could have, would have won the game. Um, but, hey, you know what? Um, that's how it goes sometimes. Seattle actually had more passing yards uh, than Dallas, but... You know, Dallas just had over, you know, 164 yards. Yeah, 164 yards rushing. Seattle had 73. It, it was just, they couldn't, they, Seattle just had no answer um, for the run game. Uh, and Dallas was able to stop Seattle's run game. And that was, and that was the difference right there. Uh, that was key. That was big, big time. So, Yeah. Uh, I think Dak has officially cemented himself as the long-term Cowboy starter. I don't know if that's going to be the right answer. I think he, I think he's deserving of it. I think he's proved that he. Uh, I think he's proved that he should be the starting quarterback long-term for the Dallas Cowboys. Um. It'll be interesting to see what see what Zeke uh, gets paid. Um, but anyways, no. So the Cowboys they are now off to LA to play the Rams. Uh, Seattle they I believe they get the twenty first draft pick twenty first overall draft pick. Um, yeah, it's just you know. They, they, Seattle is a better team, I think, than what you saw on Saturday night. But that was, I, I want to say, peak Cowboys. Like that was the Cowboys at their best, playing their best, and they deserved to win. They honestly did. Uh, they were just better. They were, you know, it was close, but they just were able to make the necessary stops, and they held the running game in check, and Russell Wilson in check, and that was the key to victory. So, uh, congrats to Dallas. Uh, it'll be nice. I, I think they'll lose next week to L.A., but, you know, we'll see. That should be a good another good Saturday night game. And the, uh, the Rams should win, but who knows. Uh, let's get to the... Other AFC wild card game uh, on on the schedule on Sunday morning, we saw the LA Chargers just get by the Baltimore Ravens 23-17. Uh, and what was it was closer than the score the score score made it closer than it really was really was because. It was it it got to like twenty three to three I think at one point, and then the Ravens just kept fighting and you know kept moving the ball down the field and they got some touchdowns. Um, many Ravens fans will argue that Joe Flacco should have come in should have come in at some point. Um, 
during the game. And, I mean, yes and no. I could see, like, it's tough to go against the guy in Lamar Jackson that you've rolled with, um, I don't know, for for the second half of the year. It's tough to go against that. Uh, but you know he was struggling. Like I like I think the first three uh, possessions the Ravens fumbled on, and it's just that's unacceptable at, at, at this stage of the game or stage of the season, I should say. Um, just to be fun, yeah. It, it, it's it's the playoffs. You have to be ready, prepared for anything, and the Ravens just had some snaps that went away, and the ch- I, I will give the credit credit to the Chargers defense, because they did a wonderful job of shutting down uh, that Ravens offense, because they got in between the tackles, they got where the Ravens sort of wanted to run the football, and they could not do so. Uh, they could not run the ball the way they wanted to. Baltimore, that is, and that should go. Um, that should go unnoticed. That should go noticed. Uh, how well the Chargers' defense was in shutting down Ravens' offense. Um, I think this is all. I think that was also a move keeping Lamar Jackson in. In, in that Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, did not want to create a quarterback controversy. Joe Flacco is a free agent, and the Ravens pretty well were going to let him go at the end of this year. I think regardless of, barring if they may, won a Super Bowl with Flacco, they were going to let him go. And that putting him in in that situation, I think, last week or yesterday, and assuming, like, he, maybe he drives down the field and he scores, like, I think that I think that was the reason why he didn't, was he did not put Flacco in, was because it would have just created a bigger controversy. And he, I think he would rather lose with Lamar Jackson than win with Joe Flacco, I think, was what, Harbaugh was essentially telling us. As a result, Flacco is now gone. He's going to be a free agent. He can sign with whoever he wants. I don't know who he's going to sign with or who is interested in signing him. Um, But he's gone. It's Lamar Jackson's team now. Uh, And Lamar Jackson should be thanking Joe. John Harbaugh for keeping him in that game. Yeah, he did have more passing yards and more touchdowns than Phillip Rivers, but you know, I could you could very well make an argument to putting Flacco in over Jackson. But uh, the, the credit in that game yesterday goes to Rashad Penny for or not Rashad Penny, but the Chargers defense. I was looking at the Seahawks uh, running. But, no, it goes to the Chargers defense for stopping Lamar Jackson, stopping Gus Edwards, uh, Kenneth Dixon, and getting in between the tackles and making those stops. And the Chargers just 
they just showed to us, you know, they're, they're not dead yet. They're still playing the win. They have championship on the brain. Um, even with me doubting them that they would do, uh, they would do well with, uh, you know, a 10 a.m. kickoff in Baltimore. Congratulations, Chargers. Picked you to win a Super Bowl. Uh, not to win. I picked you to make it to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. I'm still going with you. Uh, I might regret it, but that's okay. I'm still rolling with you. Um, all right, we'll talk about the most drama-filled game of the uh, of the weekend. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles defeating the Chicago Bears 16-15 in... It, it, it's just, it was a crazy game, and I'm not surprised that Philadelphia won. Um, I said before this matchup, I thought the Bears would win, but feel, like it's going to be very close. Um, as much as Nick Foles deserve, deserves credit for how he played, c- can the Eagles defense get a little respect? Like, the Eagles' defense held Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears to 15 points. I, I like, and they only had they only had two sacks in the game. They didn't have any interceptions. Um, like they just like the Eagles' defense just, you know. Played, they like they just stood, you know, they stood tall and they said, "We are going to show you, you know, it. You bring your best stuff, we'll bring our best stuff." And the Eagles' best stuff worked. Um, I, I like they they just played tremendous uh, football. I want I want to give the Eagles' defense credit for. Um, But, again, we have to remember uh, who is playing quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Big Dick Nick Foles, what a game. 266 yards, two touchdowns. He had a couple bad interceptions, but, um, God, what a game from him. What a game from Nick Foles. Absolutely incredible. Uh, big game from Alshon Jeffrey. He had 82 yards on six catches. Ertz had 52 yards on five catches. The big goal to take touchdown at the end there. Um, on fourth down to secure the win. Oh, my God. What a game. What a game. Um, and, of course... The play everybody will be talking about, uh, Cody Parkey's missed field goal. It's I feel really bad for Parkey. That's that's gonna that's gonna sting for a, a a long time. I don't know if he can ever get over the pain or something like that. I don't know if somebody like like somebody like Blair Walsh who missed that field goal for Minnesota over Seattle in a wild card game three years ago, four years ago. I don't know if you ever get over that. Um, 
But if he has the right mentality of just working at it, continuing to get better, just keep kicking football, just keep kicking the football, I think that will help him. But, man, dude, I feel bad for you. You're a great kicker. I know I had you on my fantasy team for a few times. Um, Man. God, that's that's tough. Uh, And I think the Bears, again, depending on how each team drafts and how they're off, you know, who's, New coach in Green Bay. What changes are made in Minnesota? I, I I don't see the I don't see anybody challenging the Bears uh, for the division next year. But that's just at this moment. But God, that's got it. I like to go twelve and four to lose in a game that way. Um. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I don't know what to say because it, both teams for like both teams deserve to win that game. Um, it's just too bad that it had to be that way to end it. And I know how Eagles fans feel. Right now, they just, like, sort of, they can't believe they survived for another week. But, here, you, you go to, you, Philly, you go to New Orleans, you go play Drew Brees and the Saints, and you go change our opinions about you that you're going to go and lose this weekend. Sh- prove us wrong, Philadelphia. Prove us wrong. We'd love to see, you know, I'd love to see you, um, I'd love to see you beat New Orleans. And I think you can I think, again, because your defense is so, so talented. Um, you know, Malcolm Jenkins at the safety. Rasheel Douglas had a better game, I would say, yesterday. I don't think that's, uh, you know, a false statement. Yeah, like Rasheel Douglas um, and... Amy Jernigan and Fletcher Cox played well on the interior side of things, but you you go you go win that game, Philadelphia. I want you to go win that game. I want you to go prove us wrong. Uh, Nick Foles has done Nick Foles has done his part. Um, undefeated as a starter in December to February when playing full games over the last two years. He's nine and zero as a starter in December and February the last two seasons. What a dude! He is clutch. Um, yeah, just just tremendous. Um, I think the I, I will talk more about the um, the games next week and previews uh, for the division round. Nick Foles has to make sure he doesn't turn the ball over and give the Saints opportunities to score. Um, yeah, that will be important, I think. We'll see how it goes, but that 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 will be a key uh, a key to the Eagles 
opportunity of beating New Orleans. Um, what else should we talk about? Should we talk a bit about coaching? Should we talk about the uh, open coaching positions? Uh, I guess we'll I guess we'll do a little bit about that. Um, there's a bunch of open coaching positions right now in the NFL. Uh, probably the I would say the most desirable one. Could I say Cleveland for that? Could I say the Browns? Uh, I I I I think I can. It's either Cle- it's either Cleveland or Green Bay. And I think part of it is with Cleveland is how well they finished um, the season. They finished the season pretty hot. But, you know, I mean, depends on what you – like, both teams have really good quarterbacks. They really have some good offensive weapons. Um, all right, we'll talk about we'll, – we'll go through – the eight, eight uh, head coaching positions uh, quickly. Uh, so Arizona fired Steve Wilkes, uh, but they have the number one pick in the draft. I don't like the firing of Wilkes. I mean, I understand why you do it because um, the GM, Steve Kime, is pretty buddy-buddy with team owner uh, Michael Bidwell. So Time is trying to save some of his butt, but I mean, I I like. It's not like Arizona thought they were gonna be like a a playoff contending team this year, so I don't get it. I don't understand um, the Cardinals and their thought process, but you know what? Hey, if that's what you want to do is fire your head coach and be shitty for another year. You go for it, Arizona. Don't let me stop you. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel about Arizona. Uh, Josh Rosen's a good quarterback. David Johnson, arguably one of the best running backs. Defense was meh for uh, most of 2018. But, hey, there you go. Um, you go for it, Arizona. Uh, all right. Speaking of other, other shitty teams, Cincinnati fired Marvin Lewis. Um, you know, I don't even care that much about Cincinnati. Joe Mixon's okay. That's about it. AJ Green's good. Um, otherwise, there's nothing on his team I really like. Um, who would want to coach for Cincinnati, anyways? Like, they don't really have a long-term future at quarterback. They have a few, but not enough, not nearly enough offensive weapons. Their defense was garbage last year. Uh, I don't know why you would want to coach Cincinnati. I honestly don't. Cincinnati is going to be the worst team in that division. Yeah, except for maybe Pittsburgh. But they're going to be really bad next year. Like, awful. So, congratulations on firing Marvin Lewis three years too late, Cincinnati. But your team is ass. Um, 
you're not ass like Arizona. You're just dysfunctional and like I don't know. You you just you just ruin a, a city's heart in Cincinnati. Uh, okay, is it? No, the Reds might actually be better than you guys this year, Cincinnati. That's just how bad. Uh, that's just how bad the Bengals are. The Reds are doing better than you guys. Uh, okay, uh, we will talk about the Miami Dolphins, and they fired Adam Gase, which I actually thought was kind of surprising. I thought they would have kept uh, Gase for at least another year. Um, but Gase is gone, and. I I think they would go with a defensive coach. Uh, since Gage was offensive and the uh, Dolphins offense was abysmal for much of 2018, they need to get rid of Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill is yeah, like I don't know what I don't know what I can say about Tannehill that hasn't already been said. He's not a top 20 quarterback. Might not even be a top 25. I appreciate that, you know, he gave quite a good effort to, uh, you know, this week, uh, you know, trying to, you know, keep Gates back, but just wasn't enough. Uh, this year, he also, you know, came back off an injury, which is, you know, pretty remarkable. Torn ACL, I think it was, so he's been doing well. But I think it's going to be a defensive coach or some, some buddy something. Um I don't know what their draft needs are going to be like. Probably, maybe maybe a quarterback. Maybe they'll draft a quarterback. That'd be interesting. Uh, I'd like to see that happen. Uh, okay. You know, I actually, I could have roasted Miami a little bit more, but I just figured Cincinnati and mostly Cincinnati deserves it more. Uh, all right. Denver Broncos. So, if I advance Joseph, who I think is a better coordinator than his coach, uh, he almost got Joseph almost got fired last year, so it wasn't really shocking to see him fired this year. And I would love to see Case Keenum gone. Uh, he is not your long-term starting quarterback. He did not show anything that was worth whatever twenty million, not even like eighteen or whatever million he made guaranteed. Not worth that. So, uh, you know, I I'd love to see them go after a defensive coach too. I think they have their defense is good. I think their defense can be tops once again if they find the right defensive coach. Um, they honestly should have just kept Wade Phillips and made him a a coach. But anyways, um, you know, maybe maybe getting like Brian Flores from the Patriots would be good. I don't know. Just get rid of Case Keenum. Okay, I know he didn't have a lot to work with in the second half of the year, but you got a really good running back in Philip Philip Lindsay. You got a really good defense. Uh, you got no offensive targets, but just get a better quarterback. Get a legit number one starting quarterback. All right, Elway. That's all you have to do. Just that. That's my goal. Get get. You just need your. Uh, you just need a real coach um, and a real uh, real quarterback. Uh, okay, the Jets. Jets actually look uh, kind of enticing from a head coach position. They got 
Todd Bowles fired, uh, but you know they have a great a, a bunch of pieces I like on defense. They have some exciting um, offensive pieces, but in, you know they're still young and they still need to find the right coach to put it all together. And you know who I, I think that would be uh, I think that would be Mike McCarthy. I think he would be a really good fit for the Jets. Um, you know, uh, that's not up to me. You guys can pick whoever you want as a, you know, head coach. It's your choice. Balls in your court, Jets. Um, but you know what? I am really excited to see what Sam Darnold has in the future for you. You guys could potentially be a wild card team next year. Jamal Adams is awesome. Uh, Leonard Williams is awesome. And, uh, you know, you guys have a chance to do something good. So do something good. I'm uh, I'm rooting for you, Jets. Um, yeah, good luck. All right, Tampa Bay, another team that's ass. Um, I hate the fact that when the GM says, you know, you have to, you know, you get to you get to deal with uh, freaking Jameis Winston. You know, any coach that comes gets Jameis Winston as a as a quarterback. It's like I don't like that. Um, not only because I don't think, uh, Winston is that great, but I think it's just not great business, um, not great business philosophy. It's just like, no, this is who our guy is and this is who we're, uh, you know, having as a, uh, as a quarterback. It's like, well, can we at least talk about it? Can we think about it? Um, but no, that's because the Bucks are crap. Uh, they're dysfunctional. Uh, Dirk Cutter was not the guy. It definitely, you know, definitely showed that. Their their defense their defense has a lot of interesting pieces. A lot of ta- you know a lot of guys who are very talented. I don't know if they go with the defensive coach. Um, the off the offense is kind of. A mixed bag of talent, shall we say, where Deshaun Jackson is good, but he apparently wants a trade. I would love to see him still be in Tampa Bay. Um, Mike Evans is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. Uh, I don't know what Ronald Jones running back is going to be like, because apparently he didn't even understand the playbook this year, so that's not very helpful. It's just... It's, yeah, it's a mixed bag right now in Tampa Bay. They aren't going to be good for a while. Um, I guess maybe they need Gruden back or something. Who knows? Who really knows? Um, I don't. I don't think Tampa Bay knows what they're doing, and I wouldn't expect them to. So That's just my feelings on Tampa Bay. Uh, I tried to put it nicely. Uh, anyway, all right, Green Bay Packers. Uh, here's the thing. You got Aaron Rodgers. Not for a long time, but you got Aaron Rodgers for a bit. Um, you got a bunch of... You have a, you have a bunch of interesting pieces at wide receiver with Adams, Devontae Adams, Equinemius St. Brown, and... Valdez Scantling. 
can't even remember what his first name is. Those guys have long names. They're good wide receivers. I just can't remember what their names are for the life of me. They have some interesting defensive pieces, too. But, you know, I think the guy that should go to Green Bay is Josh McDaniels. Because I think the upgrade of offense uh, that you'd see, like, the Packers' offense just got too basic uh, for Aaron Rodgers. And I think uh, Josh McDaniels could totally sort of upgrade it and make it more complex. Is that right, Kaz? Yeah, I got the dog here. He's been pretty quiet for the most part. He's been doing all right. Um, I think McDaniels could make it exciting. I think McDaniels could make it interesting. I don't see them going with a defensive coach because you have Aaron fucking Rodgers, and it's, you know, maybe you do that, and you just have, I, I just, maybe you just do that, where you have the defensive coach, and you just have the offensive coordinator who spends all this time with Rodgers. I don't know. I think you sort of have the offensive coach do that as a head coach. Uh, but I think the Packers are, are the team with the best chance of competing with the Bears for the NFC North next year because of the fact they have so many talented individuals on their team. They have two really good running backs. They have great wide receivers. They have Jimmy Graham for another year. Their defense has some nice pieces. They just need to get some more O-line help, get a really good coach who can sort of make the offense a bit more complex. And the Patriots, or the Packers are going to be an exciting team in the NFC North next year. That's my thoughts on them. Uh, all right. The Cleveland Browns. These guys are going to win the AFC North this next season. I guarantee it. Um, regardless of whoever is that coach. I mean, I think whoever is that coach will help. But I just think the, there's... I just think the Browns have so much talent that they that they sh- should be able to win a division and I think they're better than I think they'll be better than any other team next year in their division. I think they'll be better than Pittsburgh, they'll be better than Baltimore and they'll easily be better than Cincinnati. Um you know, I I I am super excited to watch Cleveland next year. They're going to be, like, one of, like, my most watchable teams uh, in 2019, 28, well, yeah, 2019. They're going to be, like, one of the most watchable, exciting teams I'm going to have an eye on the whole time. Um, I I want to say that Greg Williams gets this job because I think, you know, Sort of the pers- the personality bodes well with Baker Mayfield, but you know Freddie Kitchens could be the head coach. He's the offensive coordinator now. Mike McCarthy, he's got a relationship with the GM. He could be head coach. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of guys here uh, that could e- that could easily get this job and. It's thank God Hugh Jackson got fired. Oh my God, uh, Hugh, listen, buddy, you're not a you're not a head coach in the NFL. You're just not cut out for it. It's not you. You're a good coordinator, but you're just not cut out to be a head coach in the NFL. Uh, I'm sorry, man, but 
you have like one of the worst winning percentages uh, of all coaches and just you you are not ready to be you, you should not be if anybody gives Hugh Jackson an opportunity to be a head coach um, I I just don't I don't I don't like it I don't see it I don't buy it I'm not with Hugh Jackson um, I think he's a really good coordinator but I don't think he's a great head coach uh, but no, I'm excited to watch the Browns. I think whoever is going to be the head coach will get them a division title next year, and the Browns will be in the playoffs. Um, all right, and we'll talk about college football a little bit. Big national championship game tonight, Clemson versus Alabama. This is like the fourth one uh, in like five years or something like that, a third one in four years or something. But I, I'm, I'm, thinking the, uh, I'm thinking the Crimson Tide to win, Roll Tide. Um, I have a very tough time going against Alabama. They've been the best team all year. Um, yeah, they got a minus six point spread. That seems about right. They, like, they've just been so dominant and so good and so impressive. And I think tonight's game will be close. I think Clemson will do their best to keep up with them. It's interesting how this game is outside in San Francisco, well, Santa Clara, uh, on a sort of poor turf field that they that they have there. But I'm going to say Alabama wins. I'm going to say they take down Clemson and Roll Tide win again. Nick Saban, we already know how special he is of a head coach. We don't need to say it, you know, say it again. But Tua Tagovailoa, uh, tremendous athlete, wonderful quarterback. I, I'm I'm going tied to beat to Clemson, and I'm gonna say it's probably like 34-30. I'm gonna say it's close. Um, I think because the turf is so bad, it's not gonna be a lot. There's not gonna be a lot of running, which help. I think I think that's bodes well for Alabama because Clemson, uh, you know. Clemson likes running the football more, but, you know, listen, Clemson, like Trevor Lawrence can still throw the football, but I'm going to go with Alabama 34-30 over Clemson tonight in a national championship game. Um, Should be a great one. So that's our uh, jumbo package football show for Monday, January 7th. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, We'll have a preview of the divisional games coming up hopefully on Friday and hopefully you guys love what you're listening and will listen to more episodes. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated and we can't wait to chat with you guys again soon. All right. Peace out.